This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Broadcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Very special episode today. Uh, Will Wilcox, the current caddy of Sung J.M., joins us to talk all things G, from his playing career to his experience with Sung J. Yeah, you guys are definitely going to enjoy this interview. He gave, gave us a lot of in- insight on Sung J's current game, the places where Sung J... Uh, likes to tee it up and just a bunch of stuff like that. So apologize for the uh, audio. There's a few, a bit, a few shaky sections with the audio. He was currently driving with Sungjae's clubs to Phoenix. So he was in the car. Audio was not perfect. And he was not on camera because he was driving. We don't want to cause a car accident. Imagine, imagine the story of Will Wilcock, Will Wilcock doing an interview with Matt Gannon and, uh, Sungjae's club is destroyed and the PGA Tour has to cancel the event because there's a tragedy that I caused. So yeah, no camera, just uh, I was talking and he was no camera, just just getting audio from Willie, but great interview. Enjoy. Uh, let us know how you like it. All right, all right, guys. Very special episode here. Uh, the Dakota Dunes Casino Open champion, fluent speaker of Flush, current caddy of Sung JM, currently on the road delivering uh, Sung J's clubs to Phoenix. Got a long drive ahead of him. None other, none other than Willie Wilcox. Willie, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, no problem. Nice job on the Dakota Dunes uh, reference. That was 14 years ago. Dude, that's one of my, one of my favorite events. How could anyone forget the Dakota Dunes? Like it's one of the it's literally the fifth major. Everyone calls it that. So, thank you for joining me. I know you got a long drive ahead of you. So, apologize for the car noise, but we, we desperate times, desperate measures. We needed to get this interview in. So, thanks for being here. Heck yeah, man. No problem at all. I I actually enjoy these drives. Yeah, I, I'm a big driver myself too, so I I do like the drive. So, before we get into like the real the real questions, I'm just gonna do. Uh, four quick questions. Just go through some quick hitters. I got to talk about your uh, Sawgrass Ace, the yellow ball. Uh, the yellow ball is the, is the big question. Were you always a yellow ball guy, or was that just like uh, a yearly thing? I, I need to talk about that. Yeah, it's just tricks on uh, their uh, their when they were trying to stand out from all the other balls back then, and they released a yellow one, and I think uh, they liked it. That was when they got bought by like SRI, Sumatumo, or whatever, so they were pushing that yellow ball, and actually, I got paid more. Ah, I did not think about that, because there's very few yellow ball guys now. I can only think of like Pete Malnati and then a few uh, a few older heads use the yellow balls now, so yeah. when I was watching that video, money, I, want, I wanted more money. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would do the same thing. So, I know you're an Alabama guy, I know you're an Alabama guy. I know I don't know how much you're into the the tide, but just your quick saving thoughts. Obviously, he's leaving. He's going to be playing a ton more golf now. Just overwhelming saving thoughts to the state of Alabama. No, so Saban. Yeah, I know he bought a house on Jupiter. You mentioned you said Saban, right? The noise. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I know he just bought a compound next to Tiger Woods. So I think he's going to cruise into retirement pretty good. I think he's. I mean, he hasn't been working too much the last 
whatever. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not really a football guy anymore. That's all my redneck friends back home. That's what they do. I'm, I just, um, you know, whatever. I don't follow college football anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely going to be chilling now. Got a house in Jupe. Uh, good life. He has good life. He has. Um, so some, a quick question about the ocean course, your lowest round and your highest round while playing there, getting there, let you, uh, that you had yourself. Um, I mean, I, we didn't get to play one to 18 too many times. Really? I probably did it okay. five times total. I would, I've played there probably 50 times, but you know, when you're walking and you also did a loop that day, that's a lot of mileage. So, and you run out of daylight cause we can only tee off post like basically noon or one o'clock um so uh, anyways i one time i shot like 66 from the backs and then i, I mean i probably shot yeah i ripped it up out there because it plays soft um yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I mean i probably shot as high as like 78 or 80 other times yeah i mean you mentioned like looping there you're tired i i literally tell people to this day some like the most tired i ever was in my life was the Sunday of the PGA when Phil won, when Phil won, I was there from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. the whole round and just walking that course, the sand. It's literally like one of the longest courses in the damn country, set up in those conditions. It was an abs. I was drained as drained as I've ever been. Like, and I work out every day, and like I've never been so tired. So I can't imagine what carrying a bag is like there every single day. I could probably guess every day. You get exhausted. I mean, shit. This week, uh, caddying in that slot in northern california was was pretty rough even last week in uh, san diego but yeah if the ground is soft underneath you and you're carrying two bags um which we did out there it was always a double um yeah you get pretty fucking exhausted it took it took a couple of months or i maybe took one full month of doing it like five six times a week before i was like actually used to it and didn't like pass out just yeah in a heat yeah i i mean that's a that's a a tough three-week stress for you or four-week stretch you got Kapalua, that's definitely not an easy walk. And then these past two weeks have been a have been a mess. So your legs are probably ready for a break. I mean, honestly, I've been doing it for over a year now. And and when you're doing it six, seven, eight, ten, twelve days in a row, which I just did. I mean, I'm, I'm I got to rest yesterday though. Um, I'm I'm fine. I mean, the physical part isn't the hard part at all. It's the mental and you know guiding somebody through a twenty million dollar purse. That's the part that makes you tired. Yeah, I feel you. All right, most unconscious you can remember being, whether you're playing with your buddies, playing on tour, just overall, like every golfer has it. Even if you're a 15 handicap, you have a round where you're like, I can't miss right now. What is the single-handed most unconscious you remember being in your golf career? Um, One time in a Hooters event, I was two over through four and shot 11 under. Um, <laughs> That's playing golf. Yeah, I shot 11. <laughs> it was sick. I mean, I shot a 59 on the Corn Ferry Tour, so, you know, I've been... I've been, uh, I think I was nine under in an eight hole stretch once. Unreal. Unreal. All right. So let's get into some more, uh, golf questions. Some about you, some about Sungjae, just overall golf. Let's, let's take it back to your, your college days. Talk me through, how did you end up at a UAB? Just the recruiting process, uh, Alabama golf. How'd that, how'd that end up? Um, yeah, Alabama, Birmingham. My mom was the women's coach there for like three years before I started in 04, so, um, I mean, it was just kind of, I wasn't like good enough to be a big recruit at Alabama Auburn. I was, I was ranked 17th in the country, but they'd already given all their scholarships out, Patton Kazire, um, Gator Todd. And, uh, you know, those from my graduating class in Alabama, 
that was all the money to the, the big name schools. So they gave me basically a full ride to UAB after I made match play in the U.S. Junior, and I had a second in an AJGA and was shooting a lot of low scores. So it was it's like the redheaded stepchild a little bit. It, it uh, <laughs> is, this, is the you know the third tier school. I mean, it's still Division One, but it's yeah, you know, yeah, it's still uh, a great call. If you're looking for a super offer for the Super Bowl 58 DraftKings Sportsbook, got you covered. New customers can bet the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Toronto. Bonus bets expire 168 hours from issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming sources yeah and and uh that was short-lived only played four tournaments there but uh but yeah uab was where i was going probably from ninth grade on when i realized that i wasn't as good as Patton and gator yeah, that's a crazy. The margins are probably so small too. Like you said, you're seventeenth ranked player in the state, and still like they or don't country, give out scholarships country. or country. I mean, yeah, that's even crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's 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 tough. So after yeah. after UAB, talk about your path to the PGA Tour through the uh, Corn Ferry Hooters, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, so how did you end up on the tour? Uh, just uh, Corn Ferry. Obviously, I had my event and. Canada, a little run in Canada. That was good. That's what got me my first tour start in 2010. Uh, just, I mean, Hooters Tour is what you did right out of the gate. You moved to Orlando and uh, just start rim, ripping it up on the, you know, riding in cart winter series because I uh, played a few summer series, whatever, and that was against great players. That level of mini tour golf doesn't exist anymore um, ever since the, like, 2008. Uh, so, anyhow, I, uh, I got some high level competition there and then corn Ferry tour we just hit the monday circuit and very sh- in my i think third monday qualifier i mondayed in and finished uh second so that got me full status so i'd only been pro for 18 months when that happened so i got lucky that i didn't have to get through q school i was able to get in another way and then uh then i ripped it up out there after a little bit of time, about another year and a half corn ferry, and then I got to the to the tour in thirteen, and uh, yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, that's pretty straight. That's pretty straightforward. A lot of guys bounce around a lot. That was it's a pretty cool path. So I mentioned Kiwa earlier. Uh, talk about your life in, in Kiwa. Were you in Charleston a lot? I know you. I know you talked about on the other po- recent podcast you're on why you left Kiwa. I don't know if you want to. You don't have to mention that. It could be for another podcast. But how was it living uh, on the island in that area of the country? Oh, I loved it. Oh my God. I absolutely love it. And I, my love for Seth Rayner, um, yeah, really, really got to kick in and cause he, he made a couple stops there. Um, country club of Charleston and Yeaman's hall. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great while it lasted. And just while I was transitioning up there, I, 
uh, lived with somebody for about six weeks and the guy obviously had some problems in life and ended up <laughs> breaking into my, my next house that I started renting. Um, Unreal. So, uh, no big deal. It's not like a sore subject. I mean, I just hope that dude's all right. Cause obviously he yeah. that night. Yeah. I, my jaw dropped when I was listening to that podcast. I was like, it just broke into your house, like out of nowhere. And like, yeah, nuts, um, nuts. Yeah. I'm laying in bed and, uh, my bedroom door flies open and he's there hurling drunken threats with that drunken crazy eye. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a situation where you're looking at him like, okay, this isn't ne- this rage isn't necessarily directed at me. Like this guy's got something going on. Yeah. That has to be like, that had to have been like top most scared you've ever been in your life. Just middle of the night, you hear someone break into your house, but then you realize it was, yeah, it was, it was awful. Unreal. I mean, but you know, it just made me be like, well, I mean, I have the luxury of, not having to like worry about stuff like that. Like I can just leave, which I was about to leave to go to Florida for a month anyway, and then Hawaii right. and then on the season. So it just made me leave uh, Charleston a little sooner than I would have liked to. But, um, but yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll always remember that. That is insane. So you mentioned that you weren't able to play the ocean course too much, but you did mention before we, before we did the podcast, you're going to play golf tonight. So how much are you playing right now and where is the game at? I'm playing good. I mean, it'll be televised on Peacock on Wednesday night, so I hope it's good. Oh, um, uh, little plug there. What do you got going on? The Good Good event at the, it's called the Desert Open, and I'm playing with Dan Rappaport. Um, in oh, Dan Rapp. What par three golf course? It's uh, I mean, Google it or yeah, it's uh, a lot of the big influencers are going to be there. Not that I was just invited because he wants a ringer. Um, but that'll be cool. Anyways, I play, I'll probably stop and play somewhere today on this route. Um, I have wraps, extra set of clubs in the car with me. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, I play every day, every day, all day. Um, not when I'm caddying though, cause obviously that's 12 or 13 hour days. Um, right. last week, especially. And when Sung Jae misses a cut, he doesn't like that. Um, he does not like that. So we, we, grinded extra hard last week so anyhow um yeah i play every every day my game's good i can't my putting isn't great but i i hit the ball as good or better than i ever did and uh my pitching is good chipping's not great putting is not great so it's a mixed bag but overall good you think you're gonna fare well on wednesday uh, I mean, I won the caddy event last week in Palm Springs, uh, so okay. uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am playing well, and my short irons and mid irons, which is what this par three is, it, they've been good. So I mean, whether we convert the putts or not, I don't know, but I like to think that I have an advantage over people that have never played professional golf. So that's Wednesday night Peacock. I'm not sure when this is when this podcast is releasing, but if it's before then, definitely tune into that because I will definitely be watching that. So yeah. talk about some golf courses, your favorite course on tour and then favorite course uh, outside of the PGA Tour that you just played with your buddies or something like that. Uh, Riviera. I like Riviera. Great one. Didn't necessarily like it at first. I mean, granted, I haven't caddied in the Masters, um, and I haven't caddied at uh, too many U.S. Opens, so that might change in the future, but uh, Riv's the shit, and just the yeah. whole atmosphere around it is neat. And, um, yeah, and outside of it, um, I really like Yeaman's Hall an awful lot in Charleston, but this that question 
the answer to that always it changes every time because I play somewhere new sick. So okay so let's get into the let's get into the sung jay stuff if you don't know exactly of course but i mean that's a good answer anyway but once you're down once you're down in florida uh we got we got to play the park as i think you're gonna like it it's a, it is oh, a the one in west palm yeah oh yeah i can't wait to to play those i've, I've played panther national i'm looking forward to playing have apogee. you apogee yeah, i'm looking at all that all right well maybe I'm when you're down, down here, here. We, yeah, I live I live down the street from the park, so it's it's I've played her a handful of times. It is a it is a fun track. I it looks it, and I'm I'm gonna move back there 100 percent uh, when the yeah it's at some point in the next year. But I'm gonna be down there to play golf quite a bit too. So anyway. oh hell yeah! All right, so let's get into the Sungjae. How did it just do do the do the bit? How did it happen? Like how did you connect with Sungjae? I got paired with him in 2018 uh, for. Uh, the final round when I was still competing, uh, he, his first event was in the Bahamas and, uh, that was my, uh, you know, obviously first event of that season, uh, but it was like my 11th season as a pro and he, uh, he was 19, I was whatever, 30 something. And, uh, I watched him win by six. Um, I came in fourth and then the next week I got paired with him again on Sunday. So I got to watch him go first, second in his first two events. And so I, I became a big fan and I was always kind of like, I knew I was good at golf, but I, I just enjoyed playing against better players. Right. And, and, and so, I mean, I'm not, my pride, I swallowed that shit years ago. So I just became an instant fan of him. And I was the first kind of American that maybe was very engaging with him and like tried to really say what's up. Right. Um, and, and be like, you're the fucking man, dude. I'm sorry if you yeah. can't curse on this. No, yeah. I've always, you can, I've always you can just curse been a big this. fan. And, and, uh, and then I, so I got paired with him. And then, um, let's see, I was caddying for Lonto a year ago. And he saw me out there caddying. And then he saw me caddying again at the U.S. Open. And I guess that was enough for him to be like. And he was going through a transition. He, he let go of his caddy right then. I mean, it's right time, right place. But he stopped me in the locker room. And uh, he'd missed the cut at the U.S. Open. My guy made the cut. And he stops me and he goes, he goes, Willie, you caddy. I was like, yeah, I caddy. And he goes, you caddy for me. <laughs> that is a great Sungjae story. Because yeah. I want to I, I get into the communication stuff too. But uh, like that, that, is, that is hilarious. You just said that. So you've been friends with him for a while. And then over, over time, I guess you crossed paths at the right time. And here you guys are now. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Nothing is, obviously. I mean, he he takes it very seriously, and you got to ride the wave with him. And it gets pretty intense yeah. when it's coming down the stretch. But um, but he's so good, and he, so uh, good. he he's only mishit the ball like a handful of times in these last couple weeks. He he found he found the move though, so he's hitting it really well. But he he got a little. Uh, the only time I've seen him hit it poorly was at Tory, and then. The first couple rounds this week, but uh, you know, poorly is uh, whatever. That's not necessarily in stone. That's up for debate. But now he's legitimately flushing like he was last uh, fall. Oh, that's that's great to know. That is really great to know for me. All right, so talk about meters. How I know it's just a simple equation, but was it interesting or like hard to make that transition as a caddy? No, I mean the I'll, the. The, the meters, there's less of them. Obviously, it's a larger unit of measurement, and uh, it's 10%. So, 
you know, I really like 143 meters is what 157 yards. So it's it's not too bad. I cruised into it pretty good. I haven't passed a math class since my junior year of high school. Um, yeah, I mean, so, once you're working with it, I guess it just it just comes. But I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to do that like that quick on the fly. It's like especially in pressure situations, you're like, all right, t- times point one. Like that's it's pretty impressive. To this day, um, it's you'd be able to figure it out really easy. To this day, I still have to. So, like his clubs go, they go 130, 140, 150, 160. It's it's a lot easier um, because it's round numbers or like yeah. a five. And uh, you know, like you know, like oh, how far do you hit your eight iron? One seventy four. You know, it's it's yeah, not, it's you don't have to nitpick yards. Um, so there's more yards, more meter, less meters rather. So honestly, I really like it. So when I, in the past few years, obviously I watch hours of golf every single week. I like noticed when he, with his old caddy, Billy Spencer, like it looked like they didn't know how to communicate. It looked like it just was weird. I don't know if that's just because like the obviously it's a language barrier, but it looked like they were confused at times. I think it could have just been me, but how is the communication between you guys? Um, I mean, it depends on how, like, how sometimes he'll play a little faster. So the only, we, we sometimes have, we've had very few miscommunications, but um, he sometimes when he's frustrated will go through the process a little too quickly. We've only gotten one number wrong, um, but uh, it was just when he hit it in the water. So it's all about just like slowing him down a little bit and just making sure that we agree on and are too... You know, we're both stepping the number off. Um, we're both doing everything, but we definitely come up with the club selection together, and we could, and we double confirm everything. I mean, it's just numbers and wind directions and pointing and body language and fucking inflection, and you know, it's. And I read the greens too, so we always have shit to talk about. We always have like right. golf, golf, uh, you know just a stream of consciousness this like conversation happening um, yeah, ha- well have you guys been together in like a, a pr- like a real high pressure spot yet whether that's like maybe a cut line like a, you haven't been in a final group yet on the weekend i i unless i'm mistaken is that correct uh, i mean i think he probably he has once or twice but it's like a saturday and then he shoots like okay. either he shoots like one under and you know ends up in the third to last group um, okay yeah so i think we we were in the last group on um, the I believe the third round with Lucas Glover on Matt uh, Memphis last year. But anyway, we've been okay. in the shit quite a bit, but not like necessarily for the win. And underdog fantasy is going to wait to play alongside your favorite players all season long. They got all sports covered. All you got to do is simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats that you can cash in and you can even win a hundred times your money with some spicy plays. I'll be releasing some of mine on uh, the TikTok and uh, Instagram or whatever my producer wants to put it on this week for, little cross sports action, some PJ stuff. So watch along, make your picks and make a little cash over at underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code golf SGPN underdog will double your first deposit bonus up to hundred bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code golf dot S G P N. And don't forget about our super bowl 58 props contest, a thousand dollars winner, take all free to enter. You pick 58 props for Super Bowl 50. Enter today at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash SB50 or the link in the SGPN app. And Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Social betting is 
new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, or other events with verifiable outcomes, plus tons of social features that give you the feeling of a social network. Uh, they offer lower vague with fully customizable odds, and you can create your own bets. Plus, they handle the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anybody for any money. Group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history and profiles and groups so uh, it's a great way to get down on some action plus you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet perfect for getting any action on those fun super bowl prop bets cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's u.s based and available in 40 states head to cut.com that's k-u-t-t.com and use promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus and game time, the big game is right around the corner. Maybe you live in Vegas and you don't have a ticket yet. Maybe game time has a good price for you. Uh, it's the easiest way to buy tickets, and it's not stressful at all. Uh, you can buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever you want. Killer deals up to the last minute with the best price guarantee. Uh, you don't have to plan in advance. Plus, you get exclusive flash deals on tickets to, like I said, anything you want. Sports, comedy, theater, whatever. Plus, like I said, the game time guarantee guarantees you the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they'll credit you 100%, 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat, which is always good, especially if you go to a place like Fenway. You don't want to stanchion in front of your face so you know what ticket you're getting and what view you're going to get. Uh, two taps, you set, plus, you know, tickets are sent directly with your phone so you don't have to dig through your email so snag tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code cfbx for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code cfbx for 20 bucks off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for pilates, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any pilate idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary optimizer tool to get hit rates different down by leg, as well as expected probability by the for the entire pilate. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which plays are hot which one's got value so stop betting the dock and join over thirty thousand researchers betting with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven pilates download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets right okay i know what you're saying so it's gonna happen sooner than later for sure there's definitely some sung j courses coming up and i can't wait to see how that dynamic pans out um speaking of sung j venue just like as me as a full-time golf gambler full-time golf content guy i know where sung j plays well at, at least ha- where he has in his in his career does he prefer like the birdie fest the easier venues or like the the tory pines of the world the, the major venues like because i know some guys do and don't so ha- what's sung j prefer i would he definitely prefers the like 15 under winning totals okay. but i mean he still balls out i mean you yeah know, he's yeah 20 he, like he I would say the um, the weeks where it's a dome, it, those are. And, and, I mean, he doesn't necessarily like to play in a lot of wind, but he uh, he prefers firm conditions and uh, where three or four under is a really good round. That's right. why I think he's really going to contend in some firm, somewhat calm condition majors because he, he's just does such a good job with his spin rate and um, being able to. Con- control the spin so anyhow uh 
and when it hits the ground, it generally bounces straight. Uh, but uh, yeah. he, but I mean, he won Honda, which was probably twelve under when he won, and then he won mm-hmm. um, Las Vegas, which is a high uh, number, which would be like twenty something. But anyhow, I think he can play good at any time, but he definitely prefers uh, a yeah, 10, 12, 15 under winning total. Yeah, I, I say that just because if you're like a casual golf fan, attention, Xander Shoffley just withdrew, if you're wondering. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, from uh, Phoenix. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are. They don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, wow, crazy. Okay, so uh, I say that because if you're a casual golf fan and you don't know too much about it, you just know like Sungjae's a birdie maker. Sungjae's an absolute 25 under guy. Like he literally just had set the course record or the birdie record at in Hawaii. So, but I, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like Sungjae is more of a prefers that 15 under ball striking type, uh, type venue. So that's good to know. Yeah, he does. Uh, I really think if the, if the ball striking and the wind conditions and the greens and everything line up, he's going to contend for some majors for real. He already has, he already has, but like, yeah, I really think now that he's 25, he's matured. He's not worried about the military. You know what I mean? He, uh, yeah. Wow. He's still got more growing to do, but but he, you know, I think these next ten years are going to be pretty sick for Sungjae. I mean, that's yeah. You just mentioned it. That's like an unquantifiable added weight on ex golfer's shoulder. I know the South Korean guys have to deal with that. So, was that anything you guys ever had to talk about or like deal with, like in your time with Sungjae? Because I mean, you or I wouldn't really know what it feels like to have that weighing over your shoulders. But now that he doesn't have to deal with it anymore, I feel like that is going to free him up a little more. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, you know, he'll take a deep breath every now and again and, and be like, oh, no more pressure, you know, no more pressure. Wow. Um, and uh, so, but he's still, he's still, I would say, as tightly wound as he was before. But uh, he absolutely, it's huge because the... He, he's expected to get that military exemption. It's shameful if he doesn't because he's so talented. Right. You know, and so the conversely, getting the exemption and pulling it off, now he's like a national treasure even more so. Um, so, like, the consequences personally of not getting it done were so high, but then since he did get it done, he's just so happy. And every, everybody, he's such a superstar in Korea now, even more so. Yeah, good for him. That's all. I totally forgot to even even mention that. So, was there any was there ever a time when you were caddying over the last few years where Sungjae hit a shot where you're like, this this guy's different. Like, you know when you know a, a great golfer. Has Sung, have you ever had that moment with Sungjae? And if there's an example, do you know what it is? Yeah, I mean, some two three woods that he that he's hit number three at Memphis, uh, first round, third hole of the tournament. He hit a three wood from like two sixty five to that back right pin. You can't even hit a wedge close to. I mean, you can, but it's still a hard shot. And he hits three wood, and it goes like three feet. And then number fifteen, Olympia Field Sunday, uh, okay. he just driver down the left, right where you got to hit it. Three wood lift out. And then when he hits it, um, Wyndham, uh, Wyndham, the chip shots are crazy. I don't know if you know number one. Yep. And Wyndham, but um, the back left pin, Donald Ross, like big fall off. Final round, he blades one over the green, and he's just as screwed as you can as screwed as you can get back there. And it was the best shot I've ever seen. It was a kick in par, and uh, you know, I most people would have made it. They would have just hit it to thirty feet, or you know, yeah. But he and he did that like three times in that front nine that day. So anyway, the the wedge shots, you realize he's different, and then accuracy of the three woods. 
that, yeah, that's because I mean, Sung Jae always has those amazing shots. You just think the one in the desert that he hit to, to two feet a few years ago. And then, so yeah, I want to, I want to transition into, you mentioned talking about, uh, helping him on the greens. How much are you reading greens with them? Uh, is it every hole? Are you, what do you read it? Just tell me, tell me about that process. Every hole. Yeah. Every putt. And, um, other than the, I would say inside of three, four feet, uh, you don't want to take those apart too much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a good green reader, a grain reader, uh, you know, and, and we had to get our, our, uh, well, cause like the speed obviously has tons of influence on the read. So he was reading putts as, you know, he's kind of a drippy guy. He's smooth, smooth, everything smooth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm, but I'm more of an aggressive putter. So it took a few weeks to like really figure out what he saw and, how his and I had to explain to him how if our speed's different, the read's different, and once we figured that out, he's been putting a lot better. Um, so yeah, I mean, he relies on me. I think because he knows I read grain well. I mean, should I grow up on Bermuda? He grew up on like past Malum and bent grass in Korea. Yeah. Um, so I can read. Um, um, so yeah, I uh, just got a message from the Airbnb. Uh, anyhow, yes, I, I, I've been competing for 31 years, uh, do, doing, reading all that stuff. So anyhow, he, he, it's cool that he trusts that. So you mentioned that the, the court, the grass types he grew up on, does he have a, a preference of surface like week in, week out in the PGA tour? Or have you noticed that he puts significantly better on X surface? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely puts good on Bermuda, uh, yeah, I was say. Which, which isn't necessarily what he grew up on, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he now that he's got this new putter, he seems to roll the crap out of it. Yeah. I always l- tend to gear up Sungjae on those short Bermuda tracks. So let's take it back a little bit. Give me your craziest corn ferry or mini tour story that you've experienced personally, or like you've noticed with other players cause you ran the mini tour circuit. So I know there's something crazy had to happen. Um, can you repeat that one more time? I was thinking about that Airbnb message I got. I'm sorry. Do you need to handle it for a second? I could pause. No, I can call them after. Um, no, no worries at all. But uh, yeah, say that one more time, sir. Okay, the craziest uh, corn ferry or mini tour story that you've ever experienced. I know you had the Hooters tour experience, corn ferry tour experience. Some some crazy had to have happened. So what was that? I mean, just when it comes to like rules or just situation in general or. Um, let's see. Let me try to think. That's a tough one. I mean, a lot of wild stuff happened. I mean, one time, one of my better finishes on tour was at Mayakoba and we finished in the literal dark and I was in like 25th or 6th and I was like, great, top 25. That's awesome. And, uh, but then the bay had to finish the next day and this like massive storm came in and it was blowing 30 and they were just double bogeying every hole and i ended up uh moving up like eight spots like while laying in bed the next morning that's hilarious i enjoyed that paycheck um okay so a few more questions like us as golf gamblers betters always looking at data and trends are you guys looking at any data analysis strokes gained and if so how often you guys are doing that um i mean I, I, he's so feely. Um, yep. So, okay. I mean, he, he just does, uh, he'll get the track man and everything to get his numbers dialed in, but, uh, he doesn't look at anything too much. I mean, it just, it's so pure and the, the game is so complete. Uh, he just, 
he does he he's just so consistent he does the same thing every day and uh it just it's not like 98 percent of the guys with TrackMan or um foresight you know uh picking it apart or anything like that he doesn't have like a stats guy I know what you're saying. All right, two more questions. Uh, so give me a, a name of a guy that you've seen either growing up or even in your caddy ranks. You see a, a young amateur or a new guy, a new player come up, and you're like, this guy's different. This guy's going to be great. And you can't say Nick Dunlop. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Nick for such a long time. I've known him since he was yeah. seven. I grew up the same course. So uh, so you knew, you knew it was coming, basically, is what you're saying. I mean, she was kicking our asses uh, four or five years ago. I mean... That's Remember, crazy. He, beat, he beat like Sepp Stracker or somebody that was on tour. It was either Smiley or Sepp. And uh, he beat him like, you know, six and five in a, in a match that we played one time when he was in high school. And uh, so, yeah, Nikki Dunlap. Um, I mean, Ben, Ben Carr is really good. I, I loved uh, yep. Lupin. Georgia Southern, right? Yeah, I loved Lupin for him. He didn't have any luck at second stage, but he's, uh, I think he's, got a good head for it and i mean he's just very uh stoic and he's got a just a solid game so i think i think ben will march through q school at some point do something good okay okay all right final question uh what's the biggest thing you see in uh an amateur playing partner of sung jay an amateur playing partner of like one of your buddies just like a, a small thing you see in like a 10 handicap like you do one thing better you'll you'll take some strokes off your game um, probably, let's see, the, a lot of people like to, like, hold the face off, because a lot of people want to, like, they think, I got to hold the angle, hold the angle, hold the angle, even pass the ball, but that's because everybody throws the angle from the top, and they early extend, so it's just, I like that, if you watch Patrick Reed in slow motion, the amount of flip, like, it's a flip, yeah. it's a controlled flip, and that gives even more speed. And it, if you to rotate your body right, that flip is perfect because it keeps the club face square. I think people just rehearse that, like, hold off, like, even driver swing too often. And it just leads to an early extension and a hold off. And that causes to uh, causes a bunch of shanks and big slices. And, um, and so, I don't know. I think the release of the club is just at the wrong time. And people need to figure out how to keep that elbow in and, like, you know what I mean? Keep the club. Yeah, that was from the top. that was a very specific answer, and I, I do appreciate that because I think people will get more out of that. Uh, I had Chris Goddard up on, and he j he said, "Don't hit like long clubs." Basically, he was like, "People hit long clubs when they shouldn't." So that was a very uh, unique and specific answer. So I do <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. I was solid. No worries. Um, all right, so that about wraps it up. Quick thirty-minute okay. interview. Will Wilcox, you guys know where to see him. Uh, looping for Sungjae week in, week out, and they are going. I, I do believe a win is soon. Uh, this he'll tell you that the talent is unreal, and you guys know it's damn fucking Sungjae, guys. He's gonna fucking Heck win. Yeah, so, root for the prince. Root for the prince. Him, all caps. Let's fucking go. Thank you, yeah. Will, for joining me, and I will definitely catch up with you soon. No problem, dude. Thanks.